Out Minute. I am your host, Gina Radcliffe, returning to you once again from uh, uh, several weeks ago. Uh, with me is my guest, Robert Black. Robert, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, welcome this year. You, you told me before we record, this is your very first time doing Minute by Minute podcast. Well, doing his. I've done my own. Oh, oh. I've been in some okay. of gyms. Like, ah, just, okay. just the week we're recording this was my week, my last week on... Uh, Best Year of Our Lives. Oh, okay. Let's say you covered Best Year of Our Lives. I think the the other person I did this with, Alice, I think she also Yeah, she was in one was of my episodes, in that. actually. And in yeah, one of okay. someone else's. Yep. Very cool. What, other, what, other, what else have you covered? Um, I did the group project for North by Northwest and the group project for Into the Night. And I've had several of my own. I don't remember. I lost count now. Oh, okay. I'm, so you I'm, are you are an old you you are an old hand. Yeah, I'm a weird okay. one. I have in a in a few weeks, like two months, I will have zero for a little bit, and it's going to be really strange. <laughs> like several of mine have come to an end right in a row. Yeah, you you uh, you sound like uh, our producer Darren, who is constantly recording mm-hmm. and or editing and or producing podcasts. Yeah. It sounds exhausting to Just me. Just today, I've already I, recorded I, five episodes of someone else's oh, show. Oh my guest. God so. in heaven. <laughs> I, I co-host a podcast. It's a one one episode per week, and that's like, mm, you know, that's enough for me. I, yeah. I cannot handle any more than that. That is already enough on my plate. Yeah. Um, we that. are at <laughs> we are at minute eighty one of Knives Out. Um, we are in the middle of a phone call. It's a it's still the restaurant scene with uh with Ransom and Marta, and Marta is on the phone with with uh with okay. Meg, whom she initially thought was uh the only real friend she had in the uh the Thromby Drysdale household, but uh does not appear to be the case. It's already been revealed that Marta is uh was made the heir of Harlan Thromby's estate. Not surprisingly, the rest of the family is not handling this too well. <laughs> um so Meg is trying to guilt trip and manipulate Marta into uh, into basically reneging her portion of the will, which is all of it. Yeah. Uh, she wants to. She is trying to talk her into signing the money back over to the family. So, um, Robert, when did you did you see this in the theater? I did uh, the opening Friday. You did too. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I saw. I think within the first week, it was not opening week. I think it was. I want to say it was. Yeah, I. I don't know why I remember this. It was the um, the day after Thanksgiving. Hmm. I do. I do recall that. Um, so that probably was not the opening week. Did you Did you see it only once, or did you go back multiple times? Um, I, I only saw it once in the theater, but I've watched it a couple times since at home. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I live in New York. You can't see a. You, no one can afford to see a movie more than once in the theater here. You you have to take out like a mortgage when, to be able to. When movie theaters existed, you know. Yes. In the, in the before times, yes. yes. I would. I had a movie pass for a while until that died, and uh, then I had the AMC version. Pass. And so, twenty dollars a month, I'd see three movies a week, and so that was like yeah. my minimum. 
for a while. Uh, yeah, I, I had the um, the Alamo pass nice. for a little while. That was that was uh, that was that was pretty nifty. Um, it's still on hold right now, but I, I I I have hope that as things start to get a little bit back to you know whatever the new normal is, they'll they'll uh, they'll, they'll start that up again. Yeah. I, I, I hope. Uh, I'm not going back to the theater for almost a month until now, but you know, once I once I get over the initial, you know, you know, crushing anxiety of being, you know, among people again, right. I, I hope I, I hope to get back to my uh, you know once or twice a week movie schedule. Um, all right, so um, so this is a you know at, at this point um, she's still under the belief that Ransom is trying to help her. Yeah. Um, I mean, how could you not, you know, trust him? He's got that amazing sweater, which right. I have no doubt that that the episodes before this probably focused almost entirely on that. I would not blame them. It if is they a did. great sweater. It is an amazing sweater. I think it was a game changer in 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 men's you know cold weather gear. <laughs> he, he wears it so well. It. I. You know. I. I want to say this is we're 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 going to be covering kind of a a. a a run here of episode of um, scenes, minutes, whatever you want to call it, where not a lot happens action-wise. No. It, it is all you know, kind of pushing the plot along, but it is almost entirely talking. Um, this scene, this minute, is just entirely um, Marta and Meg talking about the will. Meg, you know, you know, not doing a very good job of of you know sounding like she's not being pushed into making this call by her family. Uh, you know, pull a little bit of, well, you know, I just want you to do the right thing, Marta. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very manipulative. Yeah. I mean, I, I I, have my, you know, I, I could go either way as to whether or not she feels good about doing this. Um, you know, I, I think that in a way she kind of reveals herself as being, you know, like the rest of the family, just sort of, you know, self-centered and phony. Yeah. But you know, there's there's also some. It can also be you know, reasonably assumed that she feels bad about doing this. You know, of the, of the entire family, she's probably the one that still has hope of being, turning out to be a decent person. Well, yeah, she's even sort of asking for a good reason to stay in school. It's just right. she's also asking for the bigger reason, the family, and that's that's where it goes wrong. Right. Exactly. Um. So yeah, this is a. Like I said, this is kind of you know at the point where you know things start to turn a little bit, and and she is Marta is confused about who she should be able to trust. Um, she is trying to, uh, you know, she's it, 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 you know she's she's a little overwhelmed by this, you know, finding out that she's gotten the entirety of Harlan Thrombey's estate. Yeah. So you know, she is she's trying to process. Bless, she is trying to process all this. Um, is there anything that you particularly liked about this scene? Like, I, like... I like the, the visual because this movie does it, not just this scene, but it has this tendency to frame Marta around greens and reds. Like overall, there's like this autumn color palette to the movie anyway. But in this scene in particular, it gets a few angles on her and every time she's framed between those same two. And I, I'm not quite sure what it means or if it means anything but i like it and then meg well, is in darkness and so it's like this interesting counter visually 
Yeah, I, I, we're jumping ahead to the next minute a little bit, but I do like how Meg is gradually kind of turning, like, given this sort of film noir setting mm-hmm. where, where she's yeah. got the, the, the strip of light across her eyes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's very dramatic. But, but um, otherwise, I mean, ahead. it's a it's a great scene that, yeah, not, not much happens, but that's sort of the point is Marta is so innocent that like she's barely able to process what just happened with the inheritance and ransom gave her a ride when her car was breaking down this is good ransom's getting her food this is good meg's calling and asking about school this is good and it's like she just goes along with everything so she's so nice yeah and and i think that she is desperate to have somebody in her corner yeah because because i i think that you know benoit blanc is in her corner but she doesn't realize it yet right yeah, you know, she she is she is looking upon him as as trouble, you know that that he he might be someone who you know could lead to her family being deported. Right. You know he he is you know threatening to her without actually being outright threatening. Much as I mean I hate to say it, any you know person of color would look at a a a, a white detective or police officer as this person is not my friend. Mm-hmm. And and no matter how you know you obsequiously nice he is to me, he can't be trusted. You know he could hurt me. You know when I least expect it. Right. So you know I think she is as as you know as nonplussed as she is by ransom suddenly being nice to her. I I think that she welcomes it because she does not have anybody else in her corner. The the one person that she had. That she could genuinely rely upon was Harlan, and of course Harlan is dead now. And and Harlan, in in giving her all of his money, he's actually made her life more difficult. And and he didn't mean to. I, I mean, he meant well, but also he should have known that this the family was not going to take this sitting down. Well, maybe he intended for her to know before he died. He just came on suddenly. I don't know. Well, that's possible. It just, you know, it, it seems like he should have known that this was going to cause her problems. Yeah. Because, I mean, his family has has done nothing up to that point to, to you know, not make him think that they were, you know, you greedy and conniving. And that, you know, all of that, oh, well, your family, we'll take care of you. We'll just go, you know, right out the window as soon as money gets involved. Well, yeah, they can't even remember where she's from, so... Right, I yeah that that to me that that, that is one of the the best. I can't even call it a joke because it's just so. <laughs> it's 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 a little bit to me like the like um in a uh, uh, Get Out when when he says oh I would have voted for Obama yeah, a third time exactly it's like it, it's you know it, it's so it's funny in a cringe sort of way like you know the whole you know centrist liberal who you know thinks that they are you know they care about the, the plight of the illegal immigrant. <laughs> But they can't even bother to remember, remember you know, where the the girl that takes care of their father, their nur- his nurse, they can't even remember what country she's from. Yeah, they see her it's, all the time. Right, and and they they you know pile up a bunch of you know, baloney about you know how they care about her and they think of her like a daughter and blah 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 and it's just so it, it just you know reveals itself to be so hollow and phony mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just it's so accurate you know i mean it's so accurate like they're not outwardly hateful to her but there's like an undercurrent there of you know you're still you know for all everything we say to you you're still the help yep yeah so we talked about uh 
when you first saw this movie. Um, did you, when you went into it, did you, uh, were you expecting, like some people thought, I know a lot of people who saw this later were a little bit let down because they thought it was kind of overhyped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if I agree I, with that. I don't say that, that. That's what I have been I told. I think I saw it early enough that <laughs> didn't happen. Right. And I, I, I was just so, I was just so, like, hungry for a, a, a movie made for adults that wasn't, like, you know, crushingly bleak or, or <laughs> that, you know, it was, it was smart, it was funny. You know, comedy right now is, is, it's, kind of a wasteland there's not a lot of good comedy right now i mean i say that my my, yeah smart comedy my my favorite movie comedy right now recently is is barb and star go to vista del mar which uh is nothing at all like this it's completely (laughs) the opposite in in tone and style i didn't see that but but i know what it what it is so yeah yeah it's it's delightful but it's also very very silly yeah it's it's very different in style but um you know, I, I found myself, you know, particularly as I've gotten older, to be very picky about comedy. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of, of movies, of comedies in which, you know, the jokes are everybody is super hateful towards each other. Yeah. And I just, you know, this was just so, seems so smartly written to me. And, you know, it had been a long time since, since you know, we'd seen an ensemble murder mystery i'll have to i'll have to listen to all these when they're done and see how many times people bring up clue (laughs) because you you can't not right it's a good one yeah you can't not bring up um uh from the 70s murder by death which is which is yeah it's just you can't not mention those I, i i i have to imagine that Ryan Johnson spent a great amount of time watching those and, and, you know, kind of putting, you know, you take a little bits and pieces from it into his own story. And, and I just, you know, I, I thought of just everything. I, I liked how everything sort of came together. You know, a, a couple of things were a little silly. I, I don't want to say because I don't want to give it, I'll, I'll mention this in our, in our uh, Friday episode because then we could talk about yeah. spoilers. There are a couple of things where you're like, oh, come on. But I think that that is probably actually par for the course for a lot of murder mysteries. You know, a lot of murder mysteries, you, you kind of have to have a little bit of a suspension of disbelief. And, you know, if you think about it too long, you know, you're, you're going to say to yourself, well, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a tendency of a murder mystery is it has to have something that you won't believe. Otherwise, you right. will figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. And this movie uh, we'll talk about lets that. you figure it out early and then you're still like, I'm missing something, and it, that's what drags you along. Right, 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 right. And then you know when it, when it does, you know, everything falls together. It's like it's like yeah, well, you know, that's kind of clever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about this particular minute? Uh no, because we'll get back to the lighting next time as well with the eye thing you already mentioned. But yes, even in my notes, I put great sweater. I, I, <laughs> I used to have a sweater, sweater like that, and I miss it. Amazing sweater, amazing sweater. All right, Robert, you uh, you mentioned some of your your projects. Uh, is there anything else you want to plug? Um, I guess I'll just plug overall. Uh, if you want to hear any of mine, go to lemmingdrops.com. At the time of the recording, uh, a ri- five minute arrival only has a few episodes left. Annihilation minute only has a handful of episodes left. I did the room minute. I've done crazy things. 
You've done you did a uh, minute by minute on on annihilation. Yes. Oh, amazing! And my my podcast we just did a Patreon episode on that last nice. month. I love that movie. It is so good. Mm. Yeah, now that that one you get an hour out of every minute. That that's a that's a deep dive. Into, I, I do uh, really into, into philosophy. Really tight pre-written word-for-word scripts for each one by myself <laughs> so, so you don't just so you don't so, yeah, I won't go on it. and on <laughs> um okay well i'm gonna save my plugs for the end of the week um but i will plug i will give you uh, our contact information for this show uh you can follow us on twitter at knives out minute pretty easy to remember uh we will be back tomorrow for um Minute, minute. Eighty-two. Oh God, where are we? Eighty-two. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a long week. Um. So that's been uh knives out minute. I am your host, Gina Radcliffe, and with me is Robert Black. And-